Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in for one more session. And uh, beautiful day out there. What do you think? Oh, oh yeah, man. gorgeous. This is really, yeah. really Mid-80s. beautiful going on. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. If you're having any problem, any distortion, or the signal's not real clear, you can actually live stream us. Just go online with your laptop or your iPad, and you just go www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org. And, of course, uh, all of our radio shows. I don't know. We have, what, now 50 or more, David? Oh, no. It's, it's, it's much larger, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyhow, those are available. Yeah. You can simply go to www.john1421.com. That's john1421.com. And you'll see there's a drop-down and there's a listing by title and date of all the shows that are on. And even the show we're doing today will be on there. So uh, in the last couple of weeks, David, it seems like we've had a lot of guests on. We have. From, you yeah. know, from locally to nationally, as well as we're as far away as Thailand and uh, South Africa. You know, it's uh, we had, yes, uh, several of the WAC missionaries, but we, we've had so many people that are, um, are really focused on delivering uh, the good news to so many people. Different that, groups. Yeah, and it's just amazing because one of the things it does for our listeners, including me, is it really does build your faith yes. just to see how much... They rely on their faith to persevere, and I'm sure Olivia is going to talk to us about that, uh, because when you're not showing up for a full-time job, you're, you're dependent on God uh, for your mission. Exactly right. And so I don't want to say it's day-to-day, but um, in some cases it is, yeah. and yet their faith is unwavering, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, well it, said. It re- yeah. yeah. So. so on that note, well, we do have another special guest with us. Uh, for the next hour or so, just a little bit less than an hour. Olivia Schweiger. Um, Olivia comes to us right now from Chicago, Illinois, where she's active in a campus ministry. She's actually on staff there with an organization called Campus Ministry Staff, and formerly with Crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, but uh, she's going to explain more about that and her ministry, what's going on in the universities today. Having said that, welcome, Olivia. Hello, thanks so much for having me. Good to have you with us, and our signal is clear, and uh, we're ready to roll with this. And again, like I said, this is uh, 89.1 FM radio. Any problems with uh, clarity, distortion, static, uh, just live stream us, because you can literally, we there's people around the world that live stream us. It's kind of interesting. You know, we used to get the notes at the station, David. Yeah, we, we have people in Israel, London. Yeah, we're calling uh, Yeah, yeah you know, it's good. it's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, that, that's the way God works. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Olivia, maybe you can introduce yourself to our listeners, uh, you know, where, where you were born, where you lived, and then how is it that you came to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? And then from that point, then we're going to go on into the specific ministry that God has led you to. So having said that, uh, we'll turn it over to you, Olivia, and then we might have a question in between, but uh, just share with, uh, about your story. Yeah, awesome. So like they, like they said, my name's Olivia, and I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a little north of the city. And in 2015, I went to a school called John Carroll University. It's a small school outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And 
um, I, when I went to that school, it's a, a big Catholic university, and I grew up in a Catholic home and kind of went to church every week and had this uh, this belief that there was a God and that I, if I went to church and I sort of just followed the rules and, and didn't sin, then I would go to heaven and everything would be all right. And so, yeah, that was kind of my idea going into school. And, and so I went to college and I played softball there and uh, just immediately just felt this need to find belonging and find a community on campus. And so I quickly like found community in my softball team and I just got involved with them and and slowly I just I kept having these deeper desires for being greater known and uh, yeah just having worth I would I would say it as and so I um, would just really do anything that um, my team was doing and that led me to um, yeah partying a lot it was a, a really big thing that if you um, especially played athletics uh, in college that that going out and going into the party scene was, was where you were supposed to be. And so quickly got involved in that and, and just slowly and slowly um, just just started leaning more into um, the party scene and, and more into uh, making choices that were hurting me. And um, I remember my junior year, so this is my third year in college, on the outside it looked like everything was all together. I was doing really well at my sport. I was um, doing well in school and I had all these friends. I was living with five women on my softball team. Um, but I remember each morning I would wake up and I just had this ache. And I, I knew that um, I knew that something was missing. I felt so alone and I felt like I am involved in this, uh, this sport. I'm doing all these things. I have these friends what is going wrong? Like, what am, what am I doing? Um, and why am I not feeling, um, why am I not feeling how I'm supposed to feel? Why am I feeling so alone and so depressed? And, um, I remember reflecting and just thinking, I know all these people, but no one really knows me and loves me. And I remember like carrying around this weight of like some of the, the pain and sin that I had in my life and just kind of knew what sin was from growing up Catholic. And, um, I just felt this heaviness that, uh, really just weighed on me. Um, and so I left my, the summer of my junior year, just completely crushed. Like I remember really just feeling so sad and depressed and just walking around gloomy everywhere I go. Um, and my mom was really worried about me. I remember she was asking like, what is going on with you? I've never seen you like this. And I tried so many things. Like I tried all these things in college and I tried just so many things to give me worth and um, nothing was was giving me this worth and satisfaction that I was looking for and so I ended up getting involved in a church that summer I had a friend invite me to this church and I heard um, the good news I heard the gospel so clearly proclaimed the first Sunday I went there I remember just I remember specifically the pastor just shared about Jesus and this grace that he offered and that Jesus was willing to take on my sin and my shame and at that time I felt so heavy and I felt so much shame and pain that like the idea of someone taking that on just felt so freeing and so eye-opening and uh, I remember hearing the gospel and it sounding like the sweetest uh, thing I'd ever heard in my Olivia. entire life. Now Olivia was that the first time you heard that with clarity in all your life? That's a good question. I I want to say that it, it couldn't have been, but from what I remember, it felt like the first time. 
um, I never remember hearing the gospel proclaimed mm. in, in such a, a clear and vivid way. And I think ultimately I was at such a deep low that for maybe the first time, my eyes and my ears were open and in desperate need of something greater than myself. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, I just was one. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I heard the gospel and yeah, that day in church, I remember just giving my life to Jesus saying, Jesus, whatever you have, I want it. I want to know you. I want to follow you. And I remember just the next morning, just opening up my Bible and just being so in love with Jesus. I remember even the mm. feeling in my body of just really uh, just feeling known and loved. And that whole summer, I just spent reading more and more about Jesus, going to church. Um, but I, I was going back to campus as a senior. I was still on the same softball team i was still with the same living with the same girls and i just remember praying like lord i need i need help i need community i can't walk alone um in this and so i prayed and prayed and prayed and i went back to campus and uh found uh peru which is uh formerly called campus crusades for christ and i um i met six wonderful women and uh a leader there that just took me in that cared for me loved me and um really brought me into their community and it completely changed the way wow. that i walked with jesus and, and knew him how important was that fellowship then with you yeah that was honestly everything it was so so important that i was brought into a community because without that if i would have gone straight back into what i was doing before and into the same community I know that I wouldn't have been able to sustain walking with Jesus. Wow. I would have been tempted and, and, and brought down um, yeah. by sin. And yeah, it was so important. Excellent. Yeah, you know, that's an important thing, David. We always share yeah. with our listeners, you know, coming to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and then finding that uh, community, fellowship, both uh, the small group, you know, yeah. and then the church, you know, <clears throat> under pastoral care. So that's an important point I wanted to emphasize in your testimony, Olivia. But so now you're back in your senior year. What was your major? My major was math and secondary education. So I was studying to be a high school math teacher. Oh, mm. I never did too good at math. <laughs> <laughs> Geometry, I did good at. Okay, that was the one thing I could do good at. So um, you, you're done with that. I mean, you are focused on... on uh, uh, the uh, what, what is the new name of Campus Crusade now? So it's, it goes under crew. So just shorten crew. Crew. Okay. So how long were you yeah. with crew? Let me back up a little bit. Yeah. So I, um, I did crew throughout uh, my last two years of college. I ended up staying an extra year to student teach and play softball. And, at John Carroll. Um, yep. At John Carroll. Mm-hmm. So did they have, did they have campus crusade on campus? Yeah. It oh. actually was planted the year before I came and, um, I heard about it my freshman year, and I would go every once in a while, but it was such a small group, and there was no really formed community yet. But it just happened that my senior year was when all these Christian freshmen came and got involved and really plugged in. Wow, that's good. That's interesting. So now um, you graduated from John Carroll, and then you yeah. stayed to do student teaching? Yes. Yeah, so okay, pick, I, the, pick your, your, the story up from there. Yeah, so I stayed uh, an extra semester to do student teaching um, and to finish out my, my senior year of softball. And um, I 
it was it was such an answered prayer. I didn't even I wasn't even praying it, but I ended up having to stay because uh, they mixed they mixed up some credits. And um, that that fifth year, I I was just on fire for the Lord. Wow. I was getting involved in crews, winter conferences, and summer missions. And uh, I actually went on um, a summer mission the the uh, summer after my senior year with crew where we just got to uh, go. I went to Ocean City, New Jersey, and they trained us in how to share our faith. They trained us in evangelism. And so we would just go up and down the boardwalk uh, at the, in this beach town and, and tell people about Jesus. And it completely changed my life. I remember uh, that summer. It's really the first time I, I felt the Lord call me to ministry. Uh, there was just, it was it was kind of like a over the summer. I just remember the Lord just saying, like, this is what I created you for. And I remember just pushing it aside, thinking, I'm such a new believer. There's no way that you're calling me into ministry. No chance. Mm -hmm. And I went back to school and a student taught. And uh, I just remember the Lord kept clearly calling me. I want you to go into college ministry. I want you to go into college ministry. And I eventually... um, I took a long-term sub position with a, a school that I was teaching high school math uh, in the spring after I graduated. And I remember just praying about it, and, and it was this three-month position. I remember saying, like, at the end of this three months, I'm either going to continue teaching, take a teaching job, or work with crew. I was so sure of it. And um, one day towards the end of my, my three months, I was so nervous, and I was just praying about it and praying about it and I remember I, I decided like Lord you're calling me into this I'm going to take this next step and I'm going to work for crew in campus ministry I didn't know exactly what or where with crew but I remember saying like okay I'm going to take a step of faith and and, and, and say yes to this uh-huh. and not even an hour later uh, I go to the school I was teaching at and the principal called me down to his office and told me that he was offering me like a full time position for the following year at uh-huh. the school um, and I just remember thinking, like, this is this is a really, like, good opportunity, but I'm so sure that the Lord is calling me to work with college students and tell them about Jesus. And it was it was such a almost a clarity that, no, this is where I'm supposed to go, and I know that I'm going to walk towards crew ministry. So then did you have to go to training with Campus Crusade? Yeah. So uh, long story short, I was debating whether I wanted to stay in Cleveland with uh, crew or go overseas. And I went to um, a conference with crew to kind of hear about different opportunities. And I met uh, a leader in crew. Um, his name was Nate. And he told me about a new crew partnership, uh, which brought together crew and local churches in Chicago. And I just fell in love with that that mission because like, like I shared, the community was such an important part of my testimony. And so the fact that the church was coming together with proof and I could see students really be in a church for the rest of their lives um, was such a beautiful mission to me. And that's really where I ended up going. So I I did some interviews with them and heard about their program and um, I ended up accepting that job. And then I spent uh, the summer getting trained in in crew and uh, raising support to go on campus in the fall. Was that difficult to raise support? Yeah, that's a great question. It was probably one of the most difficult things I'd ever done. I got a lot of pushback from my family and close friends. And um, I also raised support in starting in April of 2020. So right after um, 
COVID started, which was even harder. Um, and I just remember uh, doing Zoom calls from my room almost every day and just not really being in a community because it was the middle of lockdown and uh, just over and over just praying and asking Lord, like, remind me of this call. Remind me of this call no matter what my family says, no matter how many no's I get. Um, and just was trying to stay steadfast in the word and his call on my life. And, and so you, you then were able to raise the necessary support to go to Chicago? Yeah, so I raised full support and I reported to Chicago in August of 2020 where I was committed to this two-year internship. And so in this two-year internship, we worked uh, with the Chicago Campus Initiative, so alongside crew and um, a local church in Chicago, and we went to campus. Um, specifically, I worked at University of Illinois at Chicago uh, most of my time. And so I was there most days just meeting students, uh, sharing the gospel, leading Bible studies and stuff like that. So University of Illinois, um, what? how big is that school population-wise? It's about 34,000 students. Oh, it's huge. huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. Okay. Yeah. So and where is that in, in relation to, I know downtown Chicago, my daughter went to Moody, but where is uh, relationship, University of Illinois? Yeah, so it's about 10 minutes from downtown. It's in an area called Little Italy, um, oh, wow. which is right outside the West Loop. Okay. So how are you received? Now you're into this ministry, kind of aligned with Campus Crusade for Christ, but kind of a an outgrowth of that would be the campus ministry, which you're now a staff member with, right? And later okay. I want you to give out contact information, Olivia, so people might be interested more about you, your ministry, what's going on. Maybe they want to be part of something, but we'll give that out periodically through this interview. So tell me, you get on campus, you're with, how big is the team up there that you work with, you minister with? Yeah, so my first year there, the team was eight people. Um, and every year we hire about five to ten new interns. Um, so this past year we hired about four more. Um, but initially just eight of us. Okay. And you, rela you, you say you're under a church there? Or you're connected with a church in some way? Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're connected with a church uh, called Trinity Anglican Church in the West Loop. Uh, and it's right by campus, so we are, have students there all the time, and it's a, a, a large portion of young adults because the city and the West Loop is such a young area. Okay, I see. Hmm. So how, tell me, how does the ministry go there? I mean, how receptive are the students? What obstacles do you see? What What is attractive about the gospel to university students? You know, John, maybe we should step back. Can you give a mission of crew and exactly you know how the program works and, and then if you could answer john's question to olivia after that yeah totally yeah so um the mission of crew is really just to reach college students with the gospel and bring them into uh, a christ-centered community and that paired exactly with uh the chicago campus initiatives um mission which is really to reach lost students and raise them up to be lifelong church laborers. So in both cases, we're reaching lost college students, telling them about Jesus, and then bringing them into a community where they're known and loved. Um, and honestly, uh, University of Illinois in Chicago is one of the coolest places ever to do ministry. Uh, it happens to be the most diverse university in Chicago, hmm. which Chicago is already an extremely diverse city. So uh, just even more 
diverse and it has a really large portion of international students and so I really love that going on campus I'm, I'm actually reaching the world going to campus um, and really there's just such a large uh, variety of different beliefs on that campus and so there's no two beliefs that are the same you meet people every day that believe a variety of different things and really most days I, I never meet a Christian um, which is I think such a wonderful uh, thing about being there is that there's almost no Christians and so really the harvest field is ready for laborers to go in and, and to reach students and wow. I would yeah I would say for the most part uh, people are spiritually open there and they're really hungry for something uh, there's a lot of just unknown about what what happens after people die or, or what uh, they they should live for where to put their hope in and so there is a lot of openness to the gospel they just haven't really had people sharing it to them so how many of the students that you talk to um, are are under a church umbrella well what what's what 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 would be the percentage would you say now in this college environment that you're in yeah so like people that i just meet every day yeah that's hard to say i guess would be maybe five percent of students uh are are under some christian church Mm -hmm. umbrella um it might get a little higher because um there's a lot of uh Hispanic population that is uh, culturally Catholic, and so there's um, a higher percentage of that, but yeah, um, yeah, it's very, very small. It, and w- with you being 10 minutes from downtown Chicago, how is the environment right now for you folks? Do you feel safe? I mean, uh, how are things around you while, you while you're doing this? Yeah, I think every day is a new day. Um, there's definitely a lot more challenges in the city. Uh, there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's just a lot happening and a yeah. lot of unrest. And um, it, it definitely puts students in, in uh, places that they are, are fearful. And um, yeah, I think it's actually a really cool way to uh, talk to students about Jesus and, and hope past what is seen and hope past what is in this world because really every day there's um, different things going on in the city from uh, crime and um, just unrest really in right. the city. Yeah, and you know what I really like what you said, Olivia? You said even though you were part of the softball team and you had five roommates that you were probably seeing a ton of, you, you never really felt like anybody knew you and you still were very sad and depressed, uh, and then you found the Lord. You know, when you look at one of my favorite quotes, uh, Galatians 1.10, for I am now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ, because there's no way to please man, right? So uh, I think you have a, a great opportunity, very similar to the way you felt when you first found the Lord with these with these uh, students. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's truly um, a gift to get to to reach students and, and give them hope and, and pass what what they can see now and what yeah. they're experiencing. Hmm. So now, do you guys, what do you what do you do in terms of contacting the students, or how do you make the initial contact? or discussion, or do you have workshops? Um, What do you find out the best method there that you guys have? Yeah, that's a great question. 
we just find that the best way to connect with students uh, from ver- from uh, various cultures and beliefs is really just in relationship. It's it's being friends with students, building relationships, and so a lot of the time our initial contact happens by going in the dining halls on campus and just going up to students, asking them if uh, we could sit down and just ask them a few questions. Uh, I typically say something like, hey, I'm, I'm here on campus with a student group and we're just uh, trying to engage uh, spiritual beliefs and, and kind of see what the spiritual climate of campus is. And almost every person uh, says yes to letting me sit down and answering a few questions. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's really incredible. I'm, I really uh, rarely have people say no. And uh, then I just get to know them. I ask them some questions about their life and eventually transition into asking them if they have any faith or spiritual belief. And really from there, um, sometimes the Lord opens up opportunities to share the gospel then and there. Uh, But oftentimes I just get their contact information and and follow up with them the next day and grab coffee and, and just slowly over this relationship get to uncover who Jesus is to them and um, and just find out their deep, their deepest needs and longings and get to share how Jesus meets those longings. So what do you sense is the spiritual climate there on campus? I mean, that's that I would imagine is pretty representative of universities across America today in some ways. What, what do you see, um, you know, what, what kind of worldview dominates or what are some of the uh, misunderstandings they have or questions they might have? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It is uh, such a large campus, so there is so many different beliefs. But I think that uh, just centrally, there is a belief that um, really in in no higher power, or just that there there really isn't one answer. I think what I've seen a lot from this generation is that there just can't be one answer, and, and there can't be this absolute. Um, and I think a lot of that is like a lack of like trust or. Um, yeah, just like a lack of, I, I think believing in one God or like one central being would take away from their individualism and, uh, and, and their beliefs. And so I think there's this, this fear to kind of believe one thing. And uh, most people I talk to will say like, yeah, I think there might be a God or I think there might be an afterlife, but I'm not really sure. And I don't think I'll ever know for sure. And, and I don't think that there can just be one answer. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you feel uh, that these students are spiritual? You know, just so you know, I don't know if Jan communicated this to you, but but Jan is my mentor and my son's mentor. And when I came to the Lord uh, a little over 10 years ago, Jan was there for me because I was not centered on Christ, very similar to, uh, to the way you were. And, uh, you know, it is so important to have that individual that you're with just care about you as a person before you start to push them in in your faith. And so it sounds like that's really what crew is all about. Uh, it's very exploratory. You kind of become friends with these students. And then uh, as you go over time, you start to fill them in on your belief system. Is that pretty much how you guys approach it? Yeah, definitely. I think that really hits on it. And and like you said, it's done in the context of a relationship. And so yeah. when I'm in a relationship with someone, like I know what they're like, what they're motivated by, where their deepest longings are, and and what their needs are. Because I think everyone is so different. Uh, there's just different cultural values, and uh, and Jesus meets us where we're at. And so really, I seek to hear and understand where they're at, and and, and show them how Jesus can meet them in that need. 
Yeah. Maybe you can want to give your contact information out, Olivia, and then we'll do it again. But if anybody is listening and would like to talk or write or get the email or the uh, newsletter from Olivia, um, this this might be a good time to just to share some of that information if you want to, Olivia. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I will um, give you my email. It's the best way to contact me and would love to even just get to share my newsletter with you and share more about it. Um, but my email address is Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A dot S-C-H-W-E-I-G-E-R at crew.org. So crew is spelled C-R-U. Maybe do that one more time, especially that middle that middle name. Yeah. Yeah. So it's O L I I A. Okay. H W E I G E R at C R U dot org. Okay, you got it. Okay, good, good. Maybe somebody wants you know be in contact or get your newsletter, which might be a good follow up. So okay, so now you're on campus, and so again, you're a very international. Uh, collection of students there do you see anything that surprises you when somebody comes to Christ or you know that they've been kind of waiting for you or uh, looking to hear this news yeah I think well one of the the coolest stories that kind of represents this is uh, earlier this year I I met a student I'll I'll call her Sam for security reasons and she uh, grew up in a a Hindu home she um, her parents were from India and um, she and and to me it's it's so or to me it's hard to understand how uh, tied this is in our family her beliefs and her religions and um, I sat down and talked to her at the dining hall and uh, after a little while she told me her story that uh, she had just become a Christian and um, I asked her how she had gone to a church and she told me that she was in her room and uh, she was just in there alone and she just felt this urge to just study who Jesus was. And so she started just searching all over the internet of anything she could find about Jesus. She had never heard about him. And uh, she read all about Jesus through a Bible online. And in the moment, she told me, I knew in that moment that Jesus was the only way. And flash forward six months later, I, I met her and I asked her if she'd ever met a Christian or been to a church. And she said no, and so I invited her in, and um, she just immediately got so plugged in, and she was just so on fire for Jesus. And I remember um, in the fall, around Thanksgiving, she went home, and she was going to tell her parents that she was a Christian. And this uh, could have meant for her that they would disown her, that they would stop uh, paying for her college, that they wouldn't let her back home. This was such a big thing to yeah. tell her parents she was a Christian. Uh, but she insisted to me, she was like, Olivia, I need to do this. This is this is everything to me, Jesus. This is everything. He's brought me life, and I need to do it. I don't care if I'm going to lose uh, my, my parents or anything. And I think what I saw from her is that she, like, the gospel was a risk. And in a way that I didn't understand, like, it, it meant it was a huge risk for her to follow Jesus. But she really got to count the cost before becoming a Christian. And it's so important that... You know, people, uh, international students and people from different religious backgrounds, like they they need to count the cost before they become a Christian because it really means everything for them. And um, it's something that I, I can't really understand in the same way that they do. 
Interesting. Dave, from another culture, a different background, yeah. to come accept Jesus Christ, we don't realize the cost, you know, yeah. an American. So uh, how do you see your ministry going forward, Olivia? Is it is it growing in terms of staffing or members or outreach programs? What, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So um, in Chicago, there's 44 college campuses. So it's a huge, huge harvest field. And only, uh, from what we can tell, only eight campuses have thriving gospel movements at them. And so it's such an unreached city uh, with the gospel in terms of college students. And so um, basically in our ministry at the Chicago Campus Initiative, our vision is to raise up five to ten new interns every year to uh, train them through our church they take classes they get training through crew and to raise them up to go and we uh, seek to launch new campus movements on college campuses in chicago and so we're hoping eventually to reach all 44 campuses uh in chicago and currently we uh just launched a new campus ministry that's partnered with a church at aurora university which is a suburb of chicago and next year, we're actually um, launching a new one at Malcolm X, which is uh, one of the city schools in Chicago. Oh, so it's really growing in outreach. Now, do you guys do anything like oh, seminars or workshops or kind of, I mean, I've been on college campuses where they might put up a poster that's kind of an intriguing title. Um, for example, my friend had an outreach in Germany at a very secular university, and he put up a big poster. It says, um, uh, "How did he describe it? It was just like the Bible and the occult." And then people were intrigued by that. But when they came in, he sh- all they did was quote from the scripture and show how through Jesus you can have power over the demonic. And they got into these discussions, but it, they wouldn't have got that kind of response if you put up, uh, "We're going to study the Bible next Saturday afternoon." You know. <laughs> It was curious yeah. and it was intriguing. He says it was amazing the number of students who came in for that. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 yeah. he said it was really kind of curious because it yeah. was such a uh, very little any kind of gospel presence there. So he was thinking, how can I reach them? Because he knew a lot of people were in the New Age right. and yeah. the occult. He put that, like if you put up uh, Jesus and the New Age or something, they think, oh, this is really good. Yeah. And they get in there and they just use the Bible and the people weren't offended. They just says, okay, we never saw it from a biblical uh, viewpoint before. Yeah. It was kind of curious. I was just wondering, Olivia, because I've been involved in different ministry, uh, mission uh, seminars at different universities, but most of them are Christian universities. So uh, I was just curious if you guys do any kind of workshops, seminars to reach... Um, groups of Christian uh, non-believers that might be interested. You, you're not yeah. seeing any pushback uh, with these institutions to bring you in to campus? Uh, how, do, how does that go? Yeah, yeah, those are both great questions. Um, so at University of Illinois at Chicago, it's a public university, so we're really uh, pretty allowed to do anything. Um, we are a, a student organization on campus, um, so we, we have some more uh, abilities than if we weren't, um, but we haven't really received any pushback. Uh, we do a lot of outreaches, similar to what you're talking about. Uh, we, we we try and do a couple outreaches each year, kind of these like big events. We normally with like a central question, like you're saying, like we, we recently did one around Valentine's Day called What is Love? And and people would answer and respond and they'd come to these like seminars to, to, to hear and share what they think and they would be 
all just like biblical based um and we really have freedom to do that on campus oh that's, um, oh, that's awesome wow yeah yeah so it's it's, hmm. it's good and bad in a sense where anyone can go on campus so a lot of times we're uh we're coming up against a lot of false gospel presences on campus um because it's such an open campus but it's also cool that we can be there and, and do really what we want oh that's terrific so olivia uh, what what have been some of your biggest challenges uh following this path that uh that god has you on over the past couple years yeah that's a great question i think there's been a lot um i think the har- hardest challenge was was starting ministry really in uh at the beginning of the pandemic and just really uh seeing students kind of hide out and not really get to engage mm-hmm. with students in the same way before um i'd say even just uh there's a lot of a spiritual attack uh, in ministry i think um yeah the when when there are good things happening uh for for the gospel and uh, yeah, when we are proclaiming the gospel, there is pushback from the the enemy, and so I've seen um, a lot of just spiritual attack in my ministry and my life, and um, really it it is takes a lot of just staying grounded each day in, in in the Word and in prayer, and just staying close to Jesus and, and developing and growing intimacy with uh, the Father, and just rem- and remembering. This is good. This is good work, and uh, and and just really praying and, and asking the Lord to uh, protect our ministry, protect me. Have there yeah. been any books that have influenced you uh, in a significant way? I know the Bible, of course, but is there any any books that have influenced you in in your ministry or your effectiveness in sharing the gospel, Olivia? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think some of the ones that. Uh, I, I remember most. There's been so many books that I've read over the years that really have impacted me. Um, there was uh, Heather Holloman. She actually is a, uh, she worked with crew for a long time and she actually worked with um, graduate students and professors and she writes a really good book on evangelism. Um, it's called Scent and she just talks about evangelism and, and the skills and also just uh, in relationship, and she has such a heart and a gift for evangelism, uh, and she's such a gifted writer and teacher, and so um, that's one that I think of most. Uh-huh. Uh, there's so many. It's hard to it's hard to remember all of them. Um, yeah, but I think she's one of the, the authors that's really influenced me the, the most in, in, my, um, in my time in, in ministry. Because I know Campus Crusade for Christ, they had some good books of their own, didn't they not? And, it was started by Bill Bright, was it, Campus Crusade? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Bright uh, is such a, a gifted teacher, too. And he has a lot of resources that we, we take classes and um, learn as we like are on crew staff. And so he he's awesome and has so many good resources in evangelism. He did a big thing, David, on oh. uh, prayer and fasting. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can go to uh, the Campus Crusade site. And Lincoln down to prayer and fasting for a revival. Now, okay. I always remember that about Bill Bright. He's huh. a really amazing guy. But uh, yeah. yeah, and and actually, it's international, is it not? I mean, it's in a lot of countries around the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Crew is an international ministry, and I forget the updated number of countries that it's in, but it is a large amount of countries that there is a crew presence in. So, Olivia, I want to go back a second. You know, I'm still remembering when you first opened up talking about, you know, that you were depressed, you were sad. 
uh, you felt alone. Um, and you also mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago how when you're doing God's work, uh, the enemy will come and you have spiritual attacks. You know, it's so important for people to understand. And I've learned this with, with John's mentorship and actually doing the show. You know, we've done the armor of God and we've done other things. But a lot of people don't realize whether we want to be or not, uh, the spiritual realm is there and it's a battle every day. It's not yeah. about it's not about uh, flesh and principalities, right? So, it's uh, it's that spiritual attack. It's a whole nother, uh, you know, universe, and it's what we battle every day. How do you stay grounded and keep yourself focused when uh, when those attacks occur? I think that'd be really important because I know a lot of kids will reach for other things, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you name it to cope as a coping mechanism? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that was something that I didn't realize um, going into ministry. I didn't realize the, uh, yeah, just the reality of um, spiritual attack. And actually, when I first moved to Chicago, I was facing just incredible spiritual attack. And I remember just really some days I was thinking, I need to drive back home and leave and quit this job and this was after I was fully supported I was in Chicago and I um, just remember feeling so overwhelmed like I couldn't even think past uh, that experience and uh, I at the time thankfully I had some awesome mentors who were speaking truth to me and reminding me of uh, God's call and also mentors who were just encouraged me like every single day every moment you need to be praying and putting on each piece of armor of God and reminding yourself of what you stand on and the truth um, that you're grounded in. Um, and so really since then, I've, I've been on guard. And I think really the biggest way is just every day I need to be with Jesus. I need to be rooted in scripture and spending time just crying out to the Lord, being near and and knowing his truth in scripture. Because when you when you read truth every day, then it's really easy to see where lies are coming in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what what is your daily, I guess, uh, program? You know, what, what's yeah. a typical day in the life of Olivia? Yeah, yeah, I think basically I, I every morning uh, wake up early and spend at least an hour just in the Bible and in prayer and alone time with the Lord. I just find that if I don't start my day off just being uh, alone with Jesus, then my day is off. I'm susceptible to lies of the enemy. I'm uh, susceptible to sin and just so much more. And so I I spend, I would love every morning to get two full hours. Um, And some days I do and some days I don't, but really uh, just spend time reading my Bible and and spend time in prayer. And really uh, something that's also been really helpful is I I spend time after, praying and reading my Bible, just, just sitting with Jesus. Uh, I think sometimes in ministry, you're just so go, go, go. You're just always doing things for, um, you're just always feel like you're doing things for Jesus, but really it's so good to rest and remember first, I am a child of God. And that is where, um, my, you know, my ministry comes from is the overflow of my relationship with Jesus. And so I always just try and spend at least 15, 10, 15 minutes just resting in the presence of God. Hmm. Well, that's that's fantastic, Olivia. Uh, Olivia, have you been able to use your background in mathematics in any way to share the gospel? <laughs> that's an awesome question. I 
I haven't necessarily used it to share the gospel, but it is a really good way to meet students because almost every student I meet asks me my uh, my major, and then they ask if I can help them with math. And so uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely get a lot of. Uh, I build relationships uh, just because I, I know a little bit about math. That's good. I like that. Well, Jan, were you referring to like the organization in the Bible? Like when you look at numbers 1 to 12? Oh, is the, that what you're referring to? Well, you, I, I, many different things, David, yeah. because a lot of people, we live in a time in, uh, right. where it's, uh, we live in a postmodern society mm-hmm. where truth is not, it's it, it, your truth, my truth. There's right. not people don't believe there's a fixed truth. Yeah, and the one yeah. science that's come closest to all truths, and it's not biology or chemistry, mm-hmm. but it's mathematics, which is the language of science. Yes. So I shared with a person who said that to me once. I go, two plus two always equals four. He says yes. I says that's a true statement. That was true ten thousand years ago. Yeah. That's true. If you go to the moon and you have two apples and I have two apples, it's going to be four. It's going to be true. So truth has a universal mm-hmm. quality to it. And he was he was starting to think. So if God is truth, if there is a God, that he could say, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Right. And you kind of walk him in using that kind of a you know kind of a explanation. But I, with your background in now, but oh, yeah. you're right, David. Yeah. There is patterns in Scripture, right? And the you know the sevens we've talked about. And I was just thinking, Olivia, with your background, if you ever used any of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, never anything like that. Although that's that's an interesting um, thought and idea. I think something is people who who have a, like a like a, a math or like a science brain typically just uh, really want things to be proved to them and. A lot of them wrestle with like I need a I need a proof I need a clear proof and so I think it's been helpful to, to kind of understand that and talk through that with people and uh, talk through yeah what is truth and, and what is it what is uh, you know what does it mean to be true and, and to be proved true yeah so, so Olivia how many people do you feel you can mentor like early on uh, is there do you have kind of uh, a sense because investing in people like John invested in me. Uh, and my son is very time consuming. So, so yeah. how do you handle that? Like, if you have, you know, five girls in one week, say, you know, uh, we want to get to know you better, Olivia. How are you able to do yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah. So that is, yeah, that's so true. I think um, it definitely is evaluating. You know, what is my capacity? How many people can I care for? And um, typically, uh, we we kind of as we're meeting students and as we're getting to know them, we do really want to. Uh, bring students into a mentorship relationship and and pour into them uh, frequently and um, typically in the beginning of the year I meet a ton of students more mm. than I could ever possibly meet with um, but typically I end up mentoring about eight to ten women uh, per semester and really um, it, it kind of I have this helpful acronym and it's um, fat and so it's if students are faithful available and teachable um, because Sometimes students will say, hey, I really want to be, I, I want to do this. And then, you know, might never come to a meeting or yes. never uh, really be available. And so that way I can um, really define eight to ten women who I know are faithful, available, and teachable and uh, can multiply those women out to mentor other women after getting some time to mentor them. Terrific. Yeah, and you know, when you think about the fact that Christ focused on 12 disciples, right? Uh, you know, that puts things in perspective. 
mm-hmm. for sure. Um, what are your goals the next 12, 24 months, Olivia? Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, I just joined full-time staff with uh, mm-hmm. the ministry. So I was an intern and now I'm uh, raising support to be full-time staff. And um, I, yeah, I, I, I have so many faith goals. Um, I My first faith goal is to uh, get fully supported by August so that I can get on campus uh, for Welcome Week and really meet students. Um, but for, um, yeah, for this year and, and really in this next year, some of my goals are I'd love to see another uh, campus uh, movement. So I'd love to reach another campus in Chicago. Uh, and also I just would love to see we're starting a, um, a service, uh, a night service at our church where we mm. invite students to, and it's like more of an evangelistic service. And I would love to just see a group of 50 students gathered and, and to, you know, worship in, in the church and, um, would love to just see a more formed community at University of Illinois at Chicago. And, um, yeah, cause I, I think really bringing people into a community is so effective. And so would love to see a, a, a more formed and, and large community for students they come into. So the national crew, do they give support? Um, do you have like a budget from them to do these uh, ongoing events and to set up, uh, you know, your umbrella in these various uh, churches or campuses? Yeah, so basically um, the organization doesn't have uh, – doesn't have finances to give to each individual um, uh, missionary or Uh team there's there's a small uh, portion that we would receive um, for like big ministry costs uh, whether it's like an event on campus or sometimes we can receive a grant for like welcome week ministry Uh, but other than that we we are fully supported which means each missionary and um, our, our whole team basically goes out and raises up a team of partners of individuals and churches to uh, support each of us financially and prayerfully. And then part of our, uh, part of the amount we raise goes to ministry costs. So like events, uh, mm. the, you know, meeting students for coffee or lunch and sure. uh, the, the other portion goes to like our salary. So everything is just fully supported. So um, we can, we can do all the different ministry activities. Wonderful. How are the churches around the campus? Uh, are they pretty involved? Are they supportive? Uh, what's your sense of that, Olivia? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so I mean, that's part uh, that's part of our mission is to really seek out churches that are engaged and want to be more engaged in the uh, campuses. And from what we've seen, a lot of churches that we have uh, just began a relationship with do really want to reach college students. Um, and there is a heart for them, but it's it's more that they haven't left the church to do it. There's been a lot of waiting for college students to come to them. And so it's a cool bridge of like bringing crew who wants to go to college campuses and also having the churches um, who wants to receive and love college students kind of come together and, and go on campus as one. Okay. So the pastors kind of buy into it. They see what you guys are doing and maybe that could help their church and the church can help new believers come come into their churches? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just seek to partner with churches that really have a heart for college students and um, missionaries with them as well. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm just trying to get a sense for the, uh, I guess, the demographics that you have to deal with for college students. And I saw 
uh, a report um, that there's really three camps uh, of students. Um, one is a, about a third, um, you know, uh, are true believers. Another third are spiritual but not religious. And again, about, you know, 28, 30% consider themselves secular. Is that pretty much the demographics that you're finding? Yeah, I would say that that sounds about right. I think at each campus, it varies slightly, um, I'd say. But in general, like that seems that seems right. Okay, you, you know what's interesting, though? And John mentioned this to me. When you have a spiritual person, uh, that really is an awesome thing if you can get with them right away. Uh, my son, you know, John always said my son was very spiritual, but we had to be careful because... When you're spiritual, you also could be looking at the wrong side uh, of the yard for something to drive, um, you know, your belief system. Um, yeah. And so you got to be really careful with that, even though uh, it's a door opener. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I find that most students that I that are spiritually open are typically not just seeking out Jesus, but are seeking yeah. different faiths. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, or or, or yeah. other things, right? Even even demonic things because they're right. spiritual, right? You know, they're looking for answers in a lot of the wrong places. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's that's sometimes the battle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a big growth in terms of uh, the superstitious yes. witchcraft yeah. new age today. Right. And it comes on campuses and... That's why the gospel is so attractive, or mm -hmm. because it answers those yeah. issues right. and, and, and helps people prevent them from they go down that wrong road. Right. But uh, Olivia, before we're, we don't have many more minutes, why don't you give out the uh, contact information again? And um, yeah, do that, and then we'll start closing up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, again, email is the best way to reach me. I'd love to share more about my ministry get you in on my ministry updates too, to really be praying for these students uh, that I'm meeting with. And so my email again is Olivia, it's O-L-I-V-I-A dot S-C-H-W-E-I-G-E-R at C-R-U dot O-R-G. C-R-U dot O-R-G. Yep, that's Okay, it. great. And so they could, they could contact you through that and then if they want a newsletter, they can get on your list. Or if we yeah. want more information about uh, campus ministry or Campus Crusade for Christ, it'll be uh, things you could answer and help them along the way. Yeah, some of my greatest delight in uh, being in, in ministry is getting to meet Christians from around the world, just getting to share with them and also just hear uh, their faith and encouragement. So I'd be so delighted if anyone reached out and just wanted to hear more um, and just pray for me and pray with me. Well, you know, um, I, I just looked up your um, your crew.org website. It says there's 5,300 ministries uh, on campus worldwide that you're in. You're in 35 cities across the U.S. and 109 countries. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, David, the university wow. student is like, like the optimum kind of person to reach because if you notice, Paul went into cities, right? Yeah. And international cities like Ephesus or Athens, but the university students or people coming from around the world in the exchange of ideas, right. yeah. they're open to 
but not often presented right. with the gospel message. Yeah. And so what mm-hmm. Olivia is doing in her, her group with Campus Ministry as well as Campus Crusade for Christ is really amazing. And I would encourage anybody that wanted more information to, to write her on this uh, email. And again, for all of you listening, as I start wrapping this up, this is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. We really appreciate you tuning in uh, this week as well as all of the weeks that you do tune in. And um, again, if you want to get any of the shows we did, they're all recorded. Uh, you just go to john1421.com. That's john1421.com. That's a really good Bible verse to look up, too. <laughs> and there you, you'll see the archive of all the shows in their title. This one will probably be um, Olivia Schweiger ministered to universities. What do you think? Is that, yeah. is, is that good? Does that catch it, Olivia? Yeah, that sounds great. University. We'll get it. Anyhow, you'll be able to get it there. Well, Olivia, thank you once again for being part of the show. Maybe we'll have a return show as school starts up again in September, October. Maybe we should do a show before Illinois plays Ohio State. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That'd be good. Should, should you pray? Go ahead and pray. Yeah, maybe again. I'll pray yeah. as well as for anyone that's listening. And then we'll uh, say goodbye to Olivia. Okay, Olivia, we're just going to pray for your ministry even now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this radio program that the word goes out from here through the airways and touches people's ears and their hearts. And maybe there's somebody listening today, Lord, that heard the, the, the testimony of Olivia, uh, how she was in college and doing well and in sports, but still felt something was missing. There was something more to life. And then she met you, Jesus, and transformed her life incredibly in an incredible way. And now you're using her to touch other people's lives on campus as she was it, uh, a college student at the time that she became a, a born-again Christian. So we ask a special blessing on Olivia, her ministry, give her high favor uh, with students, with professors, with people on staff there at these universities. Uh, bless her in the coming days, even with the wedding coming up in July, uh, as they start a new life together. But use just bless Olivia, we pray, Lord, that she could continue to be a blessing to many. I ask that you would continue to guide, provide, protect, and lead her, Lord, into your perfect will as you opened up this ministry door for her to walk into. So thank you again for all our listeners. Maybe somebody this weekend is thinking, wow, something she said really touched me. Maybe I'm going to look into the claims of Jesus Christ. And uh, we would just strongly urge that person to get into the Word of God, particularly the Gospel of John, and just with an open heart and open mind say, Lord, just reveal yourself to me. So thank you again, Lord, for this time together. Uh, We give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Olivia, and congratulations on your wedding. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. God bless you, Olivia. Take care. Bye-bye.